Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sacred Pathway Sunday with me, Allison Rozelle. I am the spiritual wellness and empowerment coach, excuse me, for women who are 40 and better. I am also a certified Yusui Reiki Master teacher at the Sacred Pathway Academy, where you can join me for a few things. But right now, I want to talk to you about moon miracles, magic, and manifestation. And this is my nine-month membership program that I'm so excited about to help you manifest some shit. Yeah, we finna manifest some stuff up in here, up in here. So <laughs> you can, um, once the broadcast is done, I'll put the link in the uh, description box where you can join. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Or in the picture that is like up above that has the whole sacred pathway <laughs> thing there, there's a link that you can click to go to my link tree and you can also sign up there. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. All right, y'all. So today, 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 we are going to talk about seven steps to spiritual wellness and empowerment. And I wanted to share this because I feel that it is important for us to talk about. So I'm making sure I got all my stuff pulled up here. And in order for us to get started, let me go ahead and I'm going to pull us a card to get us started. Where are my cards? There they are. So I'm going to start our session with the power of surrender cards. And then we'll end our session with one manifesting fertility goddess cards. So I need you to do though right now is share this video. Yeah. As you're watching this live, go ahead and share this on your Facebook page. You know, send an email to people, tell them, come on over and let's talk about this thing. OK. And while you're at it, when you come into the room, come say hello. Yeah. You come and say hello. I won't bite you. I promise you. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get us a card pulled. Now, I don't know about you, but the time change really messed me up this morning because I actually forgot. And it's so funny. I even said, like, you know, I think it was my mom and I, we even talked about the fact that the time was changing. And I still, when I went to bed, I woke up this morning. Hello, Goddess Nadia. Um, and forgot that the time changed. <laughs> so it's like I'm all discombobulated. So it's all to the good. So let's go ahead and get us a card pulled from the um, Power of Surrender. Oracle deck. Move that out the way so I don't be knocking stuff over. But yeah, that time change just completely messed me up. But it's always weird when we have those, whether it's time to spring forward, which is what we did, or when we fall back. Now, personally, I love it when we fall back because it gives us that extra hour of sleep <laughs> um, when that happens. 
But, you know, what are we going to do? All right. So, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Sometimes these cards are not the easiest to shuffle. They're so glossy and they kind of stick together. But then again, I like glossy cards too. So, you know. All right. That's enough of that. Yes. <laughs> All right. I love this. I've never pulled this card before. Surrender to what is. Oh, wow. How gorgeous and beautiful is that? It says, flow with what is instead of fighting it. When you change, when you can't change a situation, compassionately accepting it exactly as it is will bring you peace. I'm going to read that again. Flow with what is instead of fighting it. When you can't change a situation, compassionately accepting it exactly as it is will bring you peace. So, baby, it is what it is. And we got to accept that sometimes it just is what it is. <laughs> so I love that. That is a great reminder um, for us to hold on, on to this week. So let's jump into the seven steps to spiritual wellness and empowerment. So this is something that I spent time thinking about. Um, I had written these out a long time ago and I, I gave it another name. But what I realized as I um, have read more and more of these seven steps and I try to implement them more and more into my walk, my everyday life, it occurred to me that it's it's kind of like a path to spiritual wellness and empowerment. Um, which brings about liberation, right? The feeling of freedom within yourself, free to be who you are, free to live your life your way, the way that you were created to live your life. So, you know, when I think about these seven steps, I was like, you know, I need to talk about this because, you know, as I'm a month now, into um, the Reikipreneur Business School, which you can still join. You still got time until the 21st of this month. If you are a Reiki practitioner or energy healer and you need to stop treating your business like a hobby and we want to treat it like a business, then get your cute self enrolled into the Reikipreneur Business School at the Sacred Pathway Academy. So, Okay, I think I like that a little bit better. Had to change my lighting. <laughs> I was like, something just doesn't feel right. Okay, that added a little color to me. Okay, we're going to roll with that. Okay, stay focused. So when I think about teaching the Reikipreneurs, when I think about um, my Reiki certification students, and I think about why we started this in the first place, when it comes to us having a spiritual awakening, I think about, number one, we want to be spiritually well. And number two, we want to feel empowered because we've had, most of us, much of our lives feeling very unempowered, if that's a word, you know, non-empowered, not feeling powerful 
at all. Like we have no power, no say so. We have to do things and comply with the way we're taught that we're supposed to do things, the way the world says that we're supposed to do things. So I'm going to go through these seven steps. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just want you to, if you got pen and paper, you can write it down or you can just listen and then come back and listen to it again, um, however you want to do it. So let's start with start. Let's start <laughs> with number one. Number one step to a to spiritual wellness and empowerment is reconnect with God, creator, spirit, whatever name you give, whatever makes you feel most aligned. I say God. Um, but reconnecting with God for me was huge. Number one, the reason um, is because even though I, for much of my life, all of my life, you know, uh, brought up in the Christian faith, which there, I can't say that, you know, it's wrong to be a Christian or Muslim or, or any other, you know, organized religion. But my problem was even in my, my Christian walk, I didn't feel as connected to God as I would have liked to. I actually felt more in fear of God than in awe of God or connected to God. It was more of, I'm afraid to step a toe over the line because I don't want to go to hell type deal. And it, it felt like, hello, God is Christine. It felt like I spent much of my, my Christian life of trying to convince myself that I'm not a bad person, trying to uh, figure out a way to balance that, oh, you know, we were created from sin and we're sin and, and we're this and sin and everything is sin and <laughs> we're all going to hell and, and all this other stuff. When in reality, both heaven and hell is just, in my opinion, how you choose to live your life. Your life can be hell or it can be heaven on earth. As far as the afterlife, I never was really sold on the way that it was taught to me of what my afterlife would be. But this is not a lesson so much about talking about the afterlife. This is me talking about my current, like, as of right now, right? So my connection and or reconnection to God was impaired to my spiritual wellness. So I did this through meditation, learning how to meditate. Um, you can also get there through prayer. I'm a woman who believes in prayer. I don't pray the way that I used to because now I feel more connected to God in a very different yet intimate way. So my prayers are different. So I'm reconnected with God through meditation, through prayer, through detoxing and fasting. And the way that I detox and choose to detox um, more than anything is the fact that I'm a Reiki practitioner. And Reiki is a great way to detox. 
and cleanse, cleanse your uh, your chakras, cleanse your aura, cleanse your um, just everything. Because one thing that I did learn as I'm going along on this spiritual walk, and especially as I became certified in Reiki, is illnesses or disease or dis-ease begins in the metaphysical before it manifests itself into the physical. So it is important that we um, act accordingly to keep ourselves connected to God. And that is how, you know, learning about chakras, understanding those energy centers, understanding how they correlate with my connection to the divine and realizing that I am a living, breathing, walking temple of God. And I must treat myself accordingly. So number one, again, is reconnect with God. Number two, on your way to spiritual wellness and empowerment, well, if you're going to reconnect with God, may as well go ahead and, and reconnect with your ancestors. Yes, ancestor veneration. Ancestor veneration has become very important in my spiritual walk. Um, the more that I've learned about what it means and how doing this made me feel more connected um, as a black woman. Because a lot of times we hear, I'll say, as far as blacks, black people in America, feel very disconnected from the motherland because we've been, you know, programmed and, and brainwashed and, and told all these things that about our heritage that is evil, that is not of God, that is, you know, not divine. When in actuality for us, connecting to our ancestors is a huge part of the Black experience, of the African experience, of being connected to your ancestors, reverencing and, and um, revering them because they're a key part of your spiritual journey. You know, you pray to your ancestors, you build or create a, an ancestor altar where you leave them water, you, you know, pour uh, libation for them, you give them food, you do these different things, you light candles, you have pictures, you have mementos, you have different things of your ancestors and you revere them and you hold them to a high regard because they're guiding you, right? They're part of your journey. And once I started really connecting that and understanding that, my spiritual wellness improved so, so much because that missing link that I felt was finally starting to feel like it wasn't missing after all, that it's been there all along. It just took me to reconnect with it, for me to step out of what I was taught and go further in order to reconnect. So number one is reconnecting with God. Number two is reconnecting with the ancestors. And if you are still with me here, let me know. I don't want to be speaking into the void. Number three step of spiritual wellness and empowerment is 
knowledge of self. Knowledge of self, and that is mind, body, and spirit. Understanding and learning your history. Where did you come from? What is your your background? You know, um, thinking about, you know, I'll give this example of how my father um, had this box of of like pictures and and clippings and papers and stuff. And I never, ever took the time to truly go through it until like a couple of years ago. I think this was in 2020 when I actually did go through it. And I never had gone through that box. And when I went through that box and I opened up this this um, this manila envelope, these papers came out. And in these papers, my father had had um, put together our family tree on his side, on his father's side. And I was like, wow. So I'm reading the history of my family and seeing that someone in my family um, back in times of slavery was actually a free black man who had a business who had a successful business as a blacksmith and that I'm learning this stuff about myself. So, and my family, my heritage. So I'm like, okay, gosh, I got to share this with my brother, my son, my nephew, because this is who we are. So gaining knowledge of self, going back and retracing your roots and learning about where did you come from? You know, what, you know, where, uh, who did what in your family? I found out on my, you know, my father's mother's side that they um, had musicians and the last name is Cook. And a lot of them were cooks <laughs> and had a restaurant, you know. Um, yes, some of them were enslaved and then some of them were not. But learning that part and knowing that my father had this stuff all along that I just never took the time to read and look at was just amazing to me because it came in divine time. And so me gaining that knowledge of myself, I see my bloodline and the stock that I come from. And that makes me proud as a black woman. And then having knowledge of self when it comes to uh, reading our history, not the whitewashed version of it, but our history and our history didn't begin with slavery. Our history is rich and full of so much abundance and and wealth of information. You know, the very thing when you talk about like the comedics and you think about mathematics and then when you come over to Yoruba land and learning about the Ifa and and all these different beautiful parts of our heritage because Africa is such a huge continent full of resources. And we brought our resourcefulness to this country, even though we didn't you know, ask to come here, but that's part of who we are. So us reconnecting with that part of ourselves and understanding who we are, that's a great way to build your spiritual wellness and empowerment. It teaches you different ways 
that you can now start doing spiritual practices, honoring your ancestors and ancestry, understanding where you've come from, very empowering for us, very empowering for us. So I encourage you to take the time to learn more history and gain knowledge and learn principles of us as a people or whatever your heritage is. If you are not of African-American descent, whatever your heritage is, learn about it, study it, get that knowledge of self. It's very, it's very empowering because then once you start learning these things, then you can start going back and saying, okay, so in thinking about my bloodline and thinking about trauma, this gives me a good starting point of where to start. Where do I need to start in cleaning up some stuff so I can walk around spiritually well and healed and it stops with me? Okay, so then the next step. My Wi-Fi starting to act funky because we got such windy uh, conditions here, so I apologize if it seems like I'm going in and out. So number four, number four is acceptance of self. So we had the knowledge of self. Now we got to get to the acceptance of self. Mm. Mm. So the acceptance of self is surrendering to what is, right? Us understanding of who we are. So acceptance of our bodies. So that comes through loving our bodies, loving who we are, doing mirror work, us, you know, looking at ourselves as healed, as whole, and that we don't need other things or people to really complete us because we were born with everything that we need or could ever need. We were already born with it. The, the key to your happiness, your joy, your fulfillment is all in you. It's up to you to unlock it. And the first part of unlocking it is accepting who you are. Acceptance of your body, acceptance of your hair, acceptance of your heart. You know, some of us get upset that we're big hearted people. Well, I think it's more of we're upset because big hearted people tend to get taken advantage of. But the problem is big hearted people tend to people please. And we don't read the signs and red flags that tells you danger, danger, Will Robinson, go away. <laughs> don't fool with that person. They're not worthy and deserving of you. But us having the acceptance of self, you have the knowledge of self and you have the acceptance of self, accepting yourself just as you are. Doesn't mean that there's not room for improvement or change. You can change whatever it is about yourself that you feel really needs to change. But make sure that when you're thinking about change it's coming from a place of love for yourself and not pressures from what society says you're supposed to be. So that acceptance of yourself. Ooh, that just gave me tingles. And I hope y'all got that one because that one was good. <laughs> so that is the acceptance of self. That is key to our spiritual wellness and empowerment. What is more empowering than loving yourself? 
then taking the time to love yourself, to get to know yourself. The other way to accept yourself is to get to know yourself. What do you like? You know, we focus on what we don't want, what we don't like, but we don't spend enough time really reveling in what we do want, what we do like. What do we love? What are we drawing into us? Because the more you keep focusing on the things that you love, the things that you want, the more that you draw them to you. And the more you start focusing on the things you don't want, you don't like, you don't need and all this other stuff, you're going to keep attracting it. You're going to keep attracting it. So be mindful of that. So that was number four. Let's go to number five. Number five is adopt an abundance mindset. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's your money mindset, your wealth of good health and love. So the abundance mindset, instead of the scarcity mindset that so many of us have and so many of us were raised to have, not even thinking about that and, and really understanding that for what that really is, <clears throat> is the scarcity mindset. So a lot of us look at life, look at abundance, excuse me, through the lens of scarcity. Something that I had to work on for myself because I didn't realize I really had money blocks. I really didn't. But in order for me to become the entrepreneur that I am and as I continue to grow, um, I had to work on some of the money blocks because they were there. They were huge. Like it, it kind of went beyond just me not feeling worthy, but it was more of. I got to go ahead and do this. So let me put it this way. I was huge on YOLO. You only live once. That's the way I treated money. You only live once. You only live once. That was the way that I treated my money. And the reason why is because I was afraid I was going to lose it. I was the very thing that I was spending irresponsibly is the same thing that I was afraid that I was going to lose, that I would never have enough. Who knows when I'll have money like this again? That's why my tax returns were always spent on a bunch of crap that I can still say I have nothing to show for how I treated tax returns back in the day when I used to get one when my son was young. <laughs> so hello, goddess. So me doing and treating my money in that way was kind of like um, not even me hoarding it, but me spending it because I'm like, who knows my opportunity to have money again? Who knows? It doesn't come to me. You know, I, I never have money like this. So I'm just going to spend it because, you know, I never get to do anything. I won't have it like this again. So I may as well go ahead and spend it. That mentality of I won't have it, you know, uh, I can't attract this to me again. That was a money mindset for me. That was a mindset of scarcity of it's not enough. There's not enough out there for me to have access to. And that was the thing I was afraid of that I didn't have access. 
when I had access to it. I had access to the abundance. If I had shifted my mind in how I looked at money, then I would have had access to accumulate more. And I would have seen wealth in a very different way instead of it just being the accumulation of things. So that scarcity mindset makes you not see the abundance that's all around you. The abundance is the opportunities that we skip over, turn down, get scared of all the time. We're praying for abundance to come to us. But when the opportunity comes for us to have to do something that takes us out of our comfort zone, oh my gosh, I can't do that. So then we miss out on the abundance, the very thing that we are entitled to by our birthright. Some abundance in, in comes in the form of wealth. Some of it comes in love. Some of it comes in good health. It depends on what your interpretation of abundance is. But whatever it is, know that it's your birthright. And you have the right to it. You have the right to it. But you also have to understand what comes with having said abundance and how to get it and how to hold it, how to accumulate it, because then the laws of reciprocity kick in. Right. We're terrible at knowing how to uh, receive. We we will give. Oh, we give until we have nothing left. But when it comes to receiving, that's that's another part of not having abundance mindset. So if you have problems with receiving, then that might be a big problem as to why or a big reason as to why you're not exactly where you want to be financially or in love. Mm, yeah, I needed to sit there for just a minute because kind of talking to myself. <laughs> so that's number five. Number six. Number six is create and implement, create and implement healthy routines and rituals of self-care and self-love. Create and implement healthy routines of self-care and self-love. So having the ability to do things to love on yourself. Self-care comes in different forms. It's not always about going and getting a mani-pedi. Although those, not, those things are nice, it's not always about you soaking in a bubble bath, although that is nice. Sometimes self-care just means I'm not going to answer the phone and talk to that person because I know they're going to give me a whole bunch of drama. I'm going to let them go to voicemail. Or I'm not going to respond to that text, although I could get beside myself and put them in their place. But I'm choosing to not go that way because I want to preserve my energy. It's not worth me doing it. Self-care could also look like, you know what? Let me put my phone on do not disturb because I need to not pick up and look at social media, get notifications of social media. 
um, or emails telling me to come and buy a whole bunch of stuff that I don't need right now. Self-care can come in many different forms. It's what is it that you need that will make you feel the way that you want to feel? How do you want to feel? That's first and foremost. In order for you to be able to practice self-love, self-care, is you have to first determine how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? A self-loving, self-care act for me as of late when I can do it is me getting up and exercising. Getting some exercise, drinking lots of water. That's a self-caring act of me being hydrated. Self-caring act is also me <clears throat> setting healthy boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries with my friends, boundaries with my family, boundaries with my clients. Having healthy boundaries, that is a form and act of self-care. So having those routines and rituals of self-care, self-love. How are you loving on yourself? What are you doing to show yourself more love? Are you loving yourself by giving yourself good food, food that's good for your body? Not just tastes good because I'm eating my feelings, but food that's going to energize me, that's going to work with certain chakras or all of them. It's going to cleanse me, that's going to detox me, that's going to make me feel good, that it will burn off and not just sit in my stomach and make me sick. A self-loving, self-care act could be you getting up on a Sunday and doing meal prep for the week instead of eating out. So it comes in different forms, but having those healthy routines and rituals for self-love and self-care is a strong step toward spiritual wellness and empowerment. What is more empowerment than you honoring and taking care of you? What's more empowering? What's more energizing than realizing that, okay, so now I've loved up on myself. I've given myself all this attention, love. I've done things for me that make me feel good, that, that are in alignment with how I want to feel. Now, from the overflow in my cup, I can give to everybody else and I don't have to feel depleted. I don't have to feel like I've been sucked dry. So doing these things and practicing these things are all ways of self-love and self-care. So let me go and I'm going to look at some of y'all's notes at seven. So God is not even saying she's taking notes <laughs> and that she would love to learn about her specific ancestors. You know, you can go on, um, I think, Ancestry.com and start tracing your family tree and finding out little things. Get little breadcrumbs. And then from those breadcrumbs, reach out to your ancestors. Sit down and reach out to them and say, I want to know more. Guide me to where I can learn more. I want to know you and I want you to know me. You already know me, but I want us to have a relationship. I want to have that knowledge of myself and that will be key for you, Goddess Nadia. Goddess Christine says, 
This is what I'm working on. Self-improvement. Yes. Amen. And God is paradise within says, I have not been loving myself, eating the wrong things, working on that now, eating better. Keep working on it, goddess. We all, as they used to say in church, we all fall short because <laughs> I know I do. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I just got it all going on. And every one of these seven steps that I get every last one of them right every single time, because baby, no, <laughs> no. But these are things that we strive towards. Right. We're working towards that. We're, we may not get it all right all the time, but that self-care and self-love that I just talked about, part of that is being gentle with yourself and knowing that you're not going to get it 100% correct every single time and know that you're not perfect, but you are perfectly imperfect. You are perfectly imperfect and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you can have, you can have mistakes. That's just part of life. You know, you miss the card that we pulled, but it's surrender to what is. And that's just coming from a place of acceptance and knowing that you are you are fine just the way you are. And if you want to change something, you have the power to do it. But be gentle with yourself the whole way. So number seven. Is what I live by this one. The number seven way to spiritual wellness and empowerment is live on purpose with purpose and that means that you have of who you are why you're here you stand in your power and you embrace your greatness mm, i'll say that again hallelujah <laughs> you have clarity of who you are why you're here you stand in your power you embrace your greatness Yes, to all that. If you wake up in the morning, that means you have a purpose that is not over yet. The fact that we're all here right now together in this moment means that this was purposeful, it was divine, and it was orchestrated in means that far exceed our human experience, okay? But we have to purposefully live, being intentional in how we live. Does that mean that we have to have everything organized, every I dotted, T crossed, make no mistakes? No, purpose just means you're being intentional, that you're not allowing people to waste your time and you not wasting it. You can still have fun. You can still be spontaneous. You can still, you know, do things to be silly and whatever, because I am. That's I just I can't be. Oh, dear God, I have to have laughter. I got to have laughter. I got to have music. I got to, you know, be my big, bright, shiny Leo self. I have to because that's who I am. <laughs> but that's part of me living on purpose. Right. That's part of the whole thing of me living on purpose because I have clarity on who I am and why I'm here. I stand in my purpose and I embrace my greatness. 
not just because it's something for me to say as buzzwords, but this is a life that I've had to establish for myself because I haven't always felt like I was purposeful. I didn't have clarity of who I was or why I was here. I didn't know how to stand in my power. I didn't even feel that I was great in order for me to embrace it. So it came with me having those practices of self-care and self-love. It came from me reconnecting with God, reconnecting with my ancestors, gaining knowledge of self, acceptance of myself, having an abundance mindset, creating and implementing healthy routines and rituals of self-love and self-care, and knowing that I'm going to live on purpose. I'm going to live this life because this is the life that I've been gifted. And within this, this life, I choose, I choose to live this life. I choose to be purposeful. I choose to not allow people to waste my time and my energy. Doesn't mean that some people don't succeed in doing it. But now I know how to be like, oh, hold on now. Slow your roll. Uh, I'm going to go over here and leave you right there. Okay, we're good. All right, good, good, good. Because I know I'm worthy and deserving of that. I don't need energy vampires. I don't do energy vampires. I don't need people who are not going to align with what my divine purpose is. Because I want to align with people who our um our lives align in a beautiful way where we can work together to build, to create, to co-create, to collaborate. I want the relationships of people who are not going to just be yes men and yes women. I want somebody that's going to tell you, hey, you fucking up. I want that. I want that purpose living. I want that. I, I desire that. So understanding these seven steps, again, doesn't mean you're going to get all of them just right or perfect, but this is a blueprint to help you in getting to the next level to where it is that you're trying to go. And this is actually the seven steps that I use when I'm coaching. When I'm coaching, when someone sits down with me one-on-one, these are things that we're going to go through together and be like, okay, how's your connection to God? Are you connected to your ancestors? Do you have knowledge of self? What do you know about your heritage? Uh, do you do you accept yourself? Do you love on yourself? Do you have an abundance mindset? Did you not know that you have a birthright of abundance? Have you created and implemented healthy routines and rituals? Do you live on purpose? Are you purposeful with what you're doing? Or are you just spinning your wheels and wasting time? So that is the message that I have. So as promised, I'm going to give us an affirmation to close us out. So let's go ahead and pull us an affirmation card to close us up out of here. I've enjoyed this message. I don't know about you. You may want to go back and watch this again. (laughs) 
So sometimes I, I I have to get deep on you, but it's only because I just I want to have what you desire in life. I want you to reach wherever it is that you're trying to go. However you said you feel, I want you to get there. Okay. So Goddess Juno is all on that vulnerability. <laughs> and it says, I am strong enough to open my heart, be myself, and express my raw emotions. I am strong enough to open my heart, be myself, and express my raw emotions. Being vulnerable. This is a good way for us to uh, close this out because, yeah, in doing those seven steps, going to be some vulnerability all up and through it. But you can do it. Okay? Goddess Nadia, you are welcome. Yes. Loved it. Helpful. Affirming. Glad. 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 All right, y'all. So thank you so much for joining me today. This one went a little bit longer than our typical, but you know what? I enjoyed myself and it was worth it. So um, until next time, I am uh, going to get out of here. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And um, I'll talk to you all again real soon. Bye for now. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs>